to Midlife Moxie. We are a community and podcast all about midlife women making this one of the best seasons of their lives. Well, I'm one of your hosts, Gail. And I'm Christina. We're going to be sharing our stories, struggles, and joys while bringing you experts on topics that you care about. And we're going to do it while having a whole lot of fun. So buckle up, girls. Let's get our Moxie on. Hello and welcome to another episode of Midlife Moxie. I'm your co-host Gail. And I'm Christina. And we have a returning guest and she's one of our favorites. We do a lot of clubhouse rooms with this gal. We've become friends with her. I just feel like she, like if she near, lived nearby and it wasn't COVID, we would be doing lunch. Oh, 100%. <laughs> so welcome Jen Whitmer. She is an Enneagram coach, a certified coach, not just somebody who read some things on the internet. She's a certified coach. She's a teacher. She's a speaker. She's an encourager. She's a wife, mom, friend, and I, we just love her. She is a proud Enneagram 7, along with yes. our girl Christina. I'm Woo! representing the 8s. Thank God that we can keep this on track today. <laughs> And so we're going to start off today, though, in the new year, people set a lot of resolutions, right? Like, y'all been thinking mm-hmm. about that, right, girls? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, got to yes, set yes. some goals. And it occurred to me how the Enneagram might play into this in the way that we select goals, how we're feeling about last year, how we're feeling about starting a new year, and how successful we are in staying that course. Um, Because I think different personalities do this differently. Like I've seen a lot of people lamenting 2021. Then you see the people Mm. that are just super excited about 2022, those sevens. They didn't do anything in 2021, but they are going to conquer the universe in 2022. And their belief (laughs) is off the chart. Now, in two weeks, they'll forget what they said. No, I'm just True kidding. Story. But Why we write it down, Gail? Yeah. There's something stop to be being, said here. Stop, stop being so accurate. I mean. So, some of us aides are still mad about what didn't happen in 2021 and that we couldn't control the world. Um, you know, it's, I just think it really plays into this. So, welcome mm. back, Jen. Thank you. So, great to have you again. So, we want to remind you guys, if you want more information just on the Enneagram, we did an episode Christina, you want to tell them? Yeah, it was episode number three, and we went around and we talked about just the basics of the Enneagram and how you can get in touch with Jen and um, her specialties and all of that great stuff. So you guys, go back, listen to it, get caught up, and and then come back and, and listen to this one, because I think it will add um, a foundation for the layering process with uh, working in the Enneagram space. So um Definitely you owe that Especially since we're going in a very specific direction today. Mm -hmm. We are going to talk about it as far as goals and direction. But Christine, I mean... Jen is going to give us her famous quick spin around the Enneagram <laughs> yes, clock. Yes, I don't know if it's and famous. Can I trademark it? That's on you and your attorney. We, we found out a lot about trademarks lately. Well, so, you know, Jen, this time, though, her spin around is going to focus on core motivations because that's going to be the driver here in how we look at a new year, the goals we set, and the goals we keep. And 
our wish today is that you learn something about yourself that enables you to keep the goal or the resolution or the plan. And I think the more we know about ourselves and where we might get tripped up, the more we can overcome that. So what say you, Jen? So if you haven't had a chance to listen to episode three and you're like, what is this word that they are saying? (laughs) So the Enneagram is a personality framework and there are nine different types within that personality framework. And so if you think about it like a clock and the top of the clock where the 12 normally is, is the nine. And then it goes around nine, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That is the look of the Enneagram. And so when we talk about going around the circle, that's what we're talking about. And I always like to start with my eights because I like Gail and other reasons. But um, so each type is is motivated by a, a really specific story and avoidance. And We all sense all of these in us, but the one that is the root, the one that I like to say is driving your bus, is the one that determines your Enneagram type. So for Enneagram 8s, that's motivated to um, not be betrayed and to really be in control. And so not necessarily in control, but not to be controlled. It's a fine nuance for the eights. And then Enneagram nines want to avoid conflict at all costs um, because they don't want to lose connection. Enneagram ones need things to be good and right and perfect because then that means they are good all the way through. That's what they're looking for. Enneagram mm-hmm. twos, they are a group who doesn't want to be rejected. No, none of us want to be rejected. But this group really goes about it by helping and serving other people with this idea that if I help and serve and do everything for everyone else, then they need me and they can't reject me. Uh, Enneagram threes are totally motivated by success and achievement because they believe that that determines their worth. And if I don't achieve, then I don't have worth. Enneagram fours Mm. deeply want to be authentic to who they are and special because how else can they then be seen? Because they deeply want to be seen and known. And if they're just like everybody else, then how can I be seen and known? Um, Enneagram fives deeply want to know. They want to have the knowledge because their fear is that if they are ignorant, then they are not safe. And then Enneagram sixes are really doing everything to prepare so they avoid blame or physical and emotional abandonment. They're always looking to prepare to make that not happen. And then Enneagram sevens, Enneagram sevens are looking to avoid pain at all costs. So they are avoiding that and making things fun and on the bright side, because if they avoid pain, then they will feel safe. So those, that's a super quick thumbnail, maybe even a tiny pinky nail of the the Enneagram. Tiny pinky nail. And let's get into the weeds. Okay. So when we look at setting goals for the new year, which numbers stand out as people who really set very good goals, those goals that are well-defined, you know, smart goals, well-defined, reasonable, measurable, targeted, all those things. Which numbers are really just innately good I think at that? what comes to mind the most when I think of people who have a natural proclivity to goal setting, not necessarily they know how to set smart goals yet, but they're going to learn that real fast because they automatically are looking for achievements is threes. So threes in general mm-hmm. 
they want to goal set. They see that their goals are what's going to keep them moving forward. That's where I'm going to get my value. So threes are, are naturally that value. Way. That's what I started to say. Yeah, so threes are naturally like You know, that. If, if that achievement is the core right. value for you, then that makes sense that you would be, you know, top of the list Absolutely. With that. And we live in... Um, we live in a big three culture in the United States. So yes, yeah, absolutely. So if you Jen? are in the U.S., Western culture somewhat, but particularly the United States, our culture presents as a three. We value the achievement. We we identify people based on productivity and their worth. All of that permeates how everybody looks at goal setting. So the way we look at goal setting is very much that three lens, which is why I often say that threes have a harder time because it's harder to change when everything around you supports the same thing that you are. Mm. That can be really challenging. Mm. Cause that could be, cause that I think for a lot of people who are a natural three, you know, who have that driver, I think it could be very damaging you know, if you're constantly viewing yourself through that lens of this is what I'm valued by. And then what if that value goes mm-hmm. away? Then Absolutely. who am I? You know, I feel so, that a lot as an eight. Is that, do you yeah. say that in eights too? Yes. Jen? It's slightly different. I feel like people value me for what I can Absolutely. get done. Absolutely. And it, it is, I can tell you it is, you like it when you're being valued for what you got done. But then when you get alone and you get quiet, you think, is that my only value? You ask those questions. And I have to be honest, I've vacillated between three and eight, three and eight, am I three and eight? But that just drive to lead, filling the vacuum, the light, the betrayal Mm -hmm. just takes me back to eight because that's mine. Okay. So when you're, let's just talk about the threes for a minute. We'll eventually get to all of them. Um, The three just popped up. We're not going to necessarily go in order. Christina, will you keep up with which numbers we've covered? Yes. Um, I've got them. I've got them crossed off. (laughs) There you go. Hey, sevens love to plan. I got to tell you, we do like to plan. we do we do and it's and the you know, execution I, listen, I hate this about yeah this this is so funny because um one of the things that I have noticed with myself this I would say in the last month just going through intensive therapy with my sevenness um is that I like to plan make list and then they have to be like perfect and I'm like if there is no structure even though I'm so much like I want to be left alone. If there's no structure within that, I want to be left alone. Yep. It's chaos. So planning is important, <laughs> and people just don't understand it. They're like, "Oh my gosh, you're giving me whiplash. I cannot take it." I'm like, "I know, it's my brain." Is that, is that what's wrong with my neck? It's been hurting lately. <laughs> oh, what's wrong with my neck? She was gonna send me something oh. yesterday that was color coded, and I'm just over here as an eight, going, "What the oh hell?" Gosh. I don't need it freaking yes, color you coded. You're not you'll, because she'll change Everything. her mind tomorrow. Everything. She's going to change her mind. She's not even going to remember she said oh this. God. I know this girl. Probably All true. right. Probably well, we should true. probably talk about the threes. When we get to the sevens, Christina and I will be outed. <laughs> yes. So yes, for, for sure. a three, we know this achievement is very important. Mm. <clears throat> so what could trip up a three from setting their goals? 
I mean, it, it, you know, not reaching their goals. Where do they go wrong in setting some of their goals? What are the traps you see and what are the ways that you see opportunities for them to really succeed yeah. this year? So when I think about any Enneagram type, when I look at setting intentions or goals or setting up your game, however you like to frame it. I always like to think about it through the lens of the fixation. So the threes fixation is vainglory. Like I, I'm going to be the winner. And so if you're going to be the winner and you're setting goals about winning, you can get really caught up in the, idea of what it looks like on the outside rather than what do I really Mm. need? What do I really need in my life rather than now, how does that compare when you say vainglory, Mm -hmm. how does that compare to achievement, solid achievement? Well, because vainglory is much more about how it appears than what actually is. And so the essence that we always want to move threes to is toward authenticity and truthfulness. That's where we always want threes to go. Okay. Let me see if I'm following you there. It sounds to me like you're saying, and I'm thinking of a friend who's a three. They would chase whatever gets them glory Mm -hmm. in the moment, even if that was not best for their long-term achievement, their health, their anything, because they're going to get recognized. Mm -hmm. People are going to see that. Yeah. Okay. They're, They're not looking at, does this truly exactly. grow me? And again, we're talking about that okay, kind of your mechanical self, not the self that you're trying to become better. Like that's, we're always trying to become um, really allowing things that don't serve us to fall away and become the essence. Every type is looking for that. So when we're talking about people as, oh, they're caught up in image and vainglory, that's the mechanical self. That's your reactive self. And that's why you, you don't, don't have, have to, to be that. that. Yeah. You and you to. were like, I'm not like that all the time. No, you're not like that all the time. And, but we all have those tendencies. No, but I can, like my friend who's the strongest three, I know I can really see these things and I can see where she's gone wrong mm-hmm. sometimes because she mm-hmm. could not, she can't let go of that. What does yeah. it look like? And think about what's best for mm-hmm. her. So as they set goals for this year, it sounds like when you talk about the truth and authenticity, they need to spend some time going deeper rather than just what butterfly am I chasing right now into what do I truly need exactly. and want. Is that- and not just what do you, what's like the trendy goal for this year? What's the, mm-hmm. what's the goal that's going to look like I made it? But rather, mm. what's the goal that really helps me? Mm, that's yeah mm. christina do you, you know, know any Jen, strong threes yeah i think you do, I do. i'm do. thinking of one i do yeah i do i know it does a, that a, relate a, to that, for her yes yes and and it's so crazy because when we have conversations i can see her threeness and um there's moments where she shows her true self and when she tr- shows her true self i'm like ah there's my friend there she is. Yeah. They, they do it, seem it, to have trouble being transparent because they want you to think certain things of them. But what I yeah. do love about threes, they will run after a goal like no. Oh, and help everybody else. get They're there. A dang tiger. <laughs> yes. My yes. word. Yes. My friend is very much a, um, she, she will share everything with you and help you to achieve. Um, so I, yes, that is, uh, 
so a part of their superpower, like I think. the magic. You know? I'd like to get down to like the magic mm-hmm. for each number. To me, it's sounding like the magic for her, this, these people, is that they get very clear about what's truly best mm-hmm. for them. Then they use mm-hmm. that tiger running instinct towards those goals rather mm-hmm. than, the, than the superficial goals that don't really exactly. mean anything. And I think one of the things that yeah. this works for everybody, but um, I think particularly threes, because they're often focused again on those achievement goals. Like I have to achieve to start thinking of a couple different ways to look at your entire life. What's the goal that I want in my spiritual life? What's the goal that I want in my physical life? What's the goal that I want in my relational life? What's the, what are the things that are going to make me more whole? That question can help a three get to the goals that are really helpful for them. So they're not just thinking about running really hard. Cause when you give a three goals, they often shoot out into, um, their business goal, or this is the goal for my life or like my community, like they're just going to run, run, run. But really what helps make me more whole is a question that really helps threes get to that truthfulness mm-hmm. and that authenticity. Yeah, I have a question for them. What goal would you really be excited about meeting even if no one else would know about it? Great question. What goal would really change your life or really give you inner, I feel like an inner Mm -hmm. win if nobody knew? You couldn't tell anybody. Because threes like to tell everybody Mm -hmm. their stuff. So... I love that, Jen. I, I, I'm seeing I'm seeing something for you to produce in your documents, <laughs> a, a, a chart that that guides these people through the different types through goal setting and some questions yeah. to ask themselves. Maybe I, for you, marketable product. I do um and for people in my Facebook group at the end of the year, I always do a like closing of the year, opening a new year, um idea, and we just kind of walk through that. And so maybe I need to make something different. I got to get in that <laughs> Facebook group. I'm, I'm seeing a chart. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing a, I'm seeing a visual, a poster, maybe. <laughs> okay. So where do we, who do we want to talk about next? Who are the best, uh, who is the yeah, best at the- setting good goals and following through? Cause the follow through is the, which numbers really, that's very nat- natural. To I them. think again, I, I really think that everybody has to learn how to set goals. Um, but I think follow through like the getter done is the eight. The eight doesn't mm-hmm. even necessarily mm-hmm. set the goal. They just get it done often. And sometimes that's what can trip them up. Like they just get it done. I'm getting it done. I see the problem in the future. I'm getting it done. Rather than taking the moment to pause and say a similar question to the eight, what makes me more whole or what, what am I doing that is out of trying to protect rather than trying to grow, that question can really help eight. Well, to me, that's part of my protection is if I don't make it a hard goal and I miss it, then that's okay. But if I make this a hard goal and I miss it, then that doesn't feel Mm -hmm. good. And that's not, I don't like that. I don't like to fail. Eights don't like to miss. That's, that's tough. So sometimes we will undercut Mm -hmm. ourselves. I feel like 
to not have that, especially public. Yeah, because you're just going like, to do plus, it. Plus, we're such no bullshitters. Like, I hate setting the same goals and people going, oh, my God, she said that before. You know, because <laughs> we, Christina and I have worked in a business where there's a lot of that just BS goal setting. I'm just going to say it. Love you girls. But we do. We're like, oh, I'm going to do this. And it, you hear the people say the same thing over and over and over. And there's something to be said with sticking to a goal. But I have a problem mm. with that. Like, that bugs me. Like, I don't want to be that person. Excuse me, that just keeps saying, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean, Christina? Like, yes, I can't I, I can't do I that because I think know, I'll look stupid in you, Lord yeah, knows. You know, so I just don't want to look stupid. For the, long, for the longest time, I will say this. I did not want to set a goal because I was like, okay. I was like, Gail, I'm like, if I do it, I do it. If I don't, I don't. But then I realized the importance of setting the goal so that I could track my progress. But it was like, is the goal correct for me? And I think that that's where the heart of this conversation mm-hmm. is going. Well, is I love that, that. Is the goal and right it, for me? Because everybody dangles a carrot, right? Yeah. In whatever business you're in. But is that what's in your heart is that what's driving your gut or like I can is say as an aide I'm brave enough know? to say that is not my goal I've said that in many circumstances yeah. when people are saying this is my goal this is my goal I'm like that's not my goal because I know it's not right for me in that moment so I think eights so let's talk about eights I think we're very good at saying what we're not mm-hmm. and we're not uh, we know what we're not willing to do even if we need to do it I, I can and I, I, do, <laughs> I do go back to that intuition that gut feeling of this isn't right yeah. at this time. Yeah. And I know, I don't know, I think eights are in that gut triad, mm-hmm. right? They are. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I, so as an eight, what can I do better? How do, what can I get over my fear of failure? <laughs> what, what do I yeah, need to do, so Jen? The questions that you've thought about are so powerful for eights in particular. Being an eight, that's good because it helps you communicate that way to other people who think and act and feel like you. I think the thing I would add is the the fixation of the eight is excess. Like we're just going to do it all. We're going to do all the things and we're just going to keep this, this excess mm-hmm. happening. And the essence of the eight is innocence. And those don't seem connected. <laughs> those don't seem connected. Aww. I can see that. Yeah. But the thing that can help eights when they're setting goals is what can I stay innocent about? Not innocent, like lacking knowledge, but Mm. not having to take that all on. I don't have to take it all on. I don't have to be the Mm. excess. What keeps me innocent? It's hard because I do feel like I need to be good at everything. Yeah, she does too. <laughs> she's she's like, I gotta learn this all. I'm like, oh gosh. Like, I need to be. I need to go get the mail the best way there is to go get mail. I mean, it's stupid. There's this like, like a one. That's like I packed the car for vacation, and it needs to be packed really well and with with excellence and the 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 way that's gonna cause mm-hmm. success and be flawless. And if there's and if we are going down the road and we need something and we can't get it out of the back, then I feel like I failed. Right. I didn't pack the car right. I didn't mm-hmm. think that through. I, I, it's so ridiculous, but boy, does it pay off <laughs> for my family because their shit is where right. they need it to be. You know, the dog's try is right at the back of the car. The snacks are within reach. It's stupid. It's I do need to get over that, but I think we get so, I, I, I'm just going to be honest and transparent. I get sure. overwhelmed. Yeah. 
And so when I really want to get focused on a goal, I have to almost tie my hands behind my back and put blinders on and say, this is what matters right now. And I've learned to say, like, even people are like, well, you need to lose some weight. Well, I'm aware. Don't write in. (laughs) I'm aware. But I can't do that and chase my biggest career goal and chase this. I have learned that about myself. And I have learned to say that's not the season for this. I think for eights, it's really helpful if we can learn. That's not mean, doesn't mean we're not going to do that. We're just going to sit this on the shelf right now and we're going to put our energy here. And when I have done that, that has taken off so much Mm -hmm. pressure to just call it out and acknowledge it. I know this needs to be done. I know this is in my heart to do it, but it's not the time for that. Is that Mm -hmm. good overall? I think that's good for everybody, but particularly for eights, again, through that lens of what is innocence is innocence means I don't have to solve all the problems. I don't I don't have to solve them all. And that's the, that's when you're talking. And I think I can. That's what's effed up about it. (laughs) I think I can like, and I see things to be solved. I see everything is a problem to be solved, Jen. I think there's something wrong with me. Like, no, that's how you see a restaurant. They're not seating people. They're not seating people properly. My mind goes into, well, this could be better if, or if I'm in a parking lot, they didn't line these spaces off correctly. This traffic flow is jacked up. They need to fix it. It's just, it it will drive Uh you insane. But And I think realizing that that's not my. (laughs) That's not yours. And that's really hard. It's really hard. And that's why, but when we're talking about goals in particular, you have to lay down things that aren't yours. You cannot set a goal that you're going to fix the parking lot at Kroger. Like you, that's not who you are. Although you absolutely can, you could probably solve it. But you know what I wonder, (laughs) you know what bothers me? Somebody got paid a lot of freaking money to line it up that way and they did it wrong. They could have paid me. Okay. So as I'm thinking, moving off eights a little bit, I think we've identified some things for them. I want to talk about fours because my, our daughter's a four and that girl when like, she is a set a goal planner. And I mean, when she does, she is like a dog with a bone and it a train could hit her in the side of the head. Like she does that thing called 75 hard. Mm-hmm. And y'all that's, that's, that something. is something else. I mean, she picks these. <laughs> very extreme goals and like she gets almost robotic about it like there's no consideration there's no letting off this has to be is that normative for a four what is normative for a four is the extremes if fours feel sad they want to feel Mm -hmm. sadder if fours feel happy they want to feel happier so the extreme nature of it makes perfect sense that's interesting because she is dramatic. <laughs> and the thing about. And she lives in her feelings. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Uh. That girl. Not only does she want to have a feeling, you better acknowledge she has that feeling. Because <laughs> if you're not acknowledging it, that's not. Yeah. Well, it's because of that fear of emotional disconnection. If you don't see me, that I don't have validity or identity. And that's where that comes from. And when we talk about fours in goal setting. What you're describing with your daughter is that for extremeness, but also the healthy for that moves into the one space. So 
those of you who are new to the Enneagram, mm. every number is connected to two other numbers that when they're healthy, they kind of grab some characteristics and energy from a different number. And so for fours, moving into that one space of like, oh, here's all the chaos. Let's put it in some order and go after it. That's where fours get stuff done. And so for a four, when they're goal setting, they kind of have to shift to that one energy. And there are a few things about fours and goal setting that I always want to talk about. One is it can be very easy for fours to set goals based out of envy because their fixation is envy. What do other people have? And how do I want that? Um, So being aware of that is important. Like, ooh, is this a little bit like... But that's not necessarily in a jealous kind of way. That's in an admiration kind of um, way. It's a little bit more tied to shame. Like, why don't I have that thing? Like, I'm missing this thing that everybody else has, Mm -hmm. and I can't get it. So being aware that that envy train Mm. can happen when you're setting goals is important because a lot of fours will see that and then just give up. Because it's like... Yeah, you don't want a goal to start in pain. Well, but it's not authentic to who they are either, right? I mean, if they're envious of a goal because somebody else is achieving that and they're looking at themselves internally, they're shaming themselves because they can't get there and then it's just totally off the table. So it's like you're not being authentic to who you are. That's the, you know, kind of rabbit. The spin out. Gerbil. Hamster wheel. That's the right word. That's the hamster, hamster wheel, wheel before. <laughs> Rabbit, gerbil, you know, the thing it, on a wheel. Rodent, whatever, whatever. Uh, and that they exactly. can really struggle with. So I think that's really important to bring up to awareness. The other thing is one of the superpowers of the four is reflection. They really are good at here's what happened. Mm-hmm. Here's what's in the past. And when a four can harness that positive reflection, not mulling over in nostalgia and the good old days, but really here's what has worked well in the past. Here's what did not work well for me. Here's what brings me energy. Here's that what does not bring me energy and really tapping into that authenticity of who they are. That helps them set goals better. Yeah, she is very, what is that word when you are attached to like memories of things? She's very, um, the word slipping me, uh, mm. sentimental. Yeah. She's very Absolutely. sentimental. And mm. she, but that's man, my sister. Can she get serious yeah. about a goal and break it down? And she will buy what she needs. She will set up the life, the schedule. I mean, she can just really, she's a chip away. At and that's it. such a positive space for fours. Like that's a really healthy, positive space yeah. for fours. And she likes it. She, she likes to write it down. She's like, she does like to color code it and put it on. Say. Loves a good calendar. Loves a good ink pen. Loves all the I mean, things. Markers. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, I was like, right? by, I yeah, mean, I'm even middle saying, school. I just got erasable pens. Oh I was gosh, so excited. Yes. It was so cute. In like middle school, my son would come home and uh, his school supplies had not even been open. They were at the bottom of his locker. And Haley would come in and her little backpack, her little um, pens would be in rainbow order. <laughs> I mean, meticulous. <laughs> so I think that order, when you combine order with planning and that desire and that commitment that a four can have, that can be, that's what I find out about a four too. They can be mm-hmm. super committed to people, yeah. to things. They don't, like she's, she's been experiencing some things with her job that she doesn't love, but she's so committed there. I don't know if she'll ever mm-hmm. leave. So that if you, 
harness that commitment with a proper plan, man, can they accomplish some things? She, she can really accomplish some things. Okay. Who do you want to talk about next, Christina? You want to talk about your sevens? I want to talk about, let's talk about the ones. Mm. Let's talk about the ones. Um, And the reason I say this is my husband's a one. And uh, last night we had a conversation about goals, you know, because I'm in my goal setting mojo right now with all of the businesses watch that out, we have. Christina's I on know. It. Watch out, watch out. And I started to ask him some, you know, probing questions and kind of seeing from the outside the holes that could be maybe filled or, you know, processes that could be a little bit better. And so he was like, oh, those are good ideas. I'm all, oh, okay. That's <laughs> awesome. Let's do it. You know, so so let's talk about Christina, are you pushing him towards a direction? Well, no, no, because here's the thing is that his oneness is so strong. Like he does not want to hear anybody else's opinion. Like I love my husband so much, but he's always right. Like you guys, he's always right. And he will tell you there's only one way to be right. I'm over here like, oh yeah. And I'm over here like, there's a million ways to be right. And he's like, oh my gosh. You know, so um, so let's talk about the ones and how they uh, set goals and, you know, maybe their, their pain point yeah. and their goal. I think much like the threes, they are a natural goal setting mm-hmm. posture. Um, because one of the superpowers of the one is taking chaos and putting it into order. They're amazing at that. Um when I think about the ones in goal setting, the really hard thing for ones is their fixation is resentment. They get really caught up in mm-hmm. resentment and resentment is anger and mm-hmm. envy. And that comes together with practically in their minds as shoulds. I should do this. I should do this. I should yes, do this. I yes. should do this. My one friend, it's not a... She's not envy. She's not feeling any way about you. She's mm-hmm. mad at herself that she doesn't have her yeah. act together. I've heard yeah. her say that every times. once in a while. But you said though something there that I want to ask you about because my strong is like I have these representatives of all the numbers, you know, in mm-hmm. my one. She is the messiest <laughs> human. Yes, they are messy. Many ones can be messy. I, I think they often I mean, have my, what we call the yeah. My husband like the trap door. There's a space that's really messy for them um, because they're working so mm-hmm. hard to control all the other things in every other area of their life. They often have mm. a messy space. What, that's one aspect. Aspect two is that mm-hmm. if it can't be perfect, I'm not going to do it. So maintaining yep. order mm. is an ongoing thing. It's never it's never done. And so that can cause a lot of problems because, well, I'm not going to do it because it's not perfect. And then things get like a lot of hoarders are ones because it's like the perfectionism grips them so wow. much. Wow. I don't know what to get rid of. You know, like that's how that works. Um, now. Are they procrastinators? When they're unhealthy, they can be. Um, sometimes they are. It's not necessarily a pervasive thing, but when they procrastinate, it is yeah. almost always because of perfectionism. I'm going to avoid this because I don't know if it will be perfect. Hmm. You know what? That's so, so so crazy because we yeah, have a, that could... we have an account that we um, went for, and my husband was like, "I just don't know if I want to go for it because, oh my gosh, what about this and this and this?" And I just, it's okay. And I was like, "But this could be a big." 
deal. So why don't we just solve the problem instead of not doing it at all? And he's like, it's, no, it's fine. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So this helps me to, to enter into that space Mm -hmm. with him, you know, and gives me a great understanding now of why he does that sometimes with different, um, different projects. So this is, this is good. This is really good. I'm, Loving so this. when ones are okay, Jen, I was just gonna ask something related to that. Do are do do they struggle with risk taking? They can, yeah. I mean, everybody can struggle with risk taking. My husband, does but not. the idea yeah. of if a one takes a risk, they've either grown a lot or they think they can do it. Like it's not necessarily a risk mm-hmm. where they don't feel like they have that capability. Um, they like have decided I am capable of this and I can keep going. And so then that, that kind of, risk. yeah, that's, yeah, that's my husband. Yeah. Cause he can, he'll take a risk as long as he knows there's not a lot to lose or that if he loses it, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. So where do they get messed up in the I goal think setting? in back in those idea of the shoulds, like they, um, mm-hmm. I have to control everything and one struggle with internal control. The idea that if I control everything, than in myself, then it'll all work out. And so for ones, the, the essence of the one, the, the idea, the holy idea is sometimes what it's called is serenity. And that idea that what will be, will be, (laughs) and that's okay. Like that's really challenging for the one. So when they're setting goals, the idea of what will help me be the best person that I can be not perfect. Well, like picking other words besides perfect and the idea that when I set this goal, just because I don't do it every day or if I don't achieve it, um, doesn't make me, doesn't make it mean that I'm bad. Like sometimes they'll avoid setting goals or the, they'll give up on the goal because on day three, I, gave it, I, you know, I missed it. Um, and now I have to start over again and now I'm just like going to throw it out. So when one set goals, that can be really important yeah. to say, I'm going to, to give a lot of grace and space in their goals that it doesn't have to be as rigid. They don't give themselves right. a lot so of giving grace. themselves grace and space is important. No, they don't. Well, and you know, one of the things that I'll tell you, Jen, that I've noticed with my husband is that he, we're both fitness people. We love to work out. We love to, you know, eat, eat healthy, do, do all those things. Right. So we love that. And I noticed that he was like, oh gosh, I didn't make it to the gym today. I didn't make it to the gym today. I didn't make it to the gym today. And he just gets on himself Mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay, well, there's still some space and time to do it. Or you can you know, just pick back up tomorrow and go for it. Like it just because you didn't make it today doesn't mean that you're not worthy enough to go right. and do it tomorrow, Absolutely. you know? So, so just really, um, supporting him in that process has, has really helped because now he's do like, they okay, struggle yeah, with course correction or, you know, yeah, just a course correction, just a little course correction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they can absolutely because that idea of Mm -hmm. well I didn't it's done now and now I've ruined it (laughs) like it's all or nothing it can be very black and white Mm. and so for ones one of the like super nitty gritty suggestions that I give in goal setting for ones is to cut your expectations in half 
don't set a daily goal. Mm. Set a goal for the month. So rather than I'm going to work out every day for 30 minutes, I'm going to work out 20 days or 15 or whatever um, in a month. So there is automatically space built into your goal. And oh, he would really love that. I'm going to present that to him today. Miss some of the joy in the goal setting with the Mm -hmm. shouldas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they're not chasing after what they really want. And so they wind up going after goals that aren't truly in alignment with what they really That's where want. The shirts, yep. Then they're feeling badly. No, the shoulds, exactly. I see that with my friend. And I see her get disappointed about not making a goal, but it really wasn't even her goal in yeah. the first place. It's not what she truly wanted in her heart. So what's your advice is they set goals in the new year, what are some questions I can ask themselves? What's an exercise I can do to get into that? Real well, I think place? for all, everybody, as we've talked about, the questions are really helpful. What is going to make the, me a more whole person? What's going to be honest for me? What's going to make me better? Um, I think the thing for ones is very much about the leaving the shoulds behind their inner critic, that internal voice is so loud and the, it moves the goalposts. Mm -hmm. So like if oftentimes a one will set a goal, they'll mate, they'll meet the goal and their inner critic will say, then you should have set a bigger goal, you know, or if they don't meet the goal, then they're like, see, you should, you're crazy. Why would you ever do like, it's just this internal voice. So turning that off and stop shooting on themselves um, to pick fewer goals and cut the expectations of those goals in half is really helpful to ones. I always think ones need to add an element of fun to their goal setting because they can yes. miss the fun and that helps them tap into that sevenness for themselves. Maybe some blinders too, because I've watched my friend, she will be going down her path, but then somebody else achieves something or does something and she's, she'll say, well, maybe mm-hmm. I should. Yeah, they should. I'm like, no, that's stay true to what you've mm-hmm. said, what you know, and what you are. Is that Absolutely. And that's where the serenity comes in too. What will be, will be mm-hmm. like, it's okay. Um, and helping them a one helping themselves to really enter into that serenity and laying things down that they don't have to so tightly control at all. Oh, oh, whoops. Ranger. <laughs> so they don't. Okay. <laughs> What number's next, so, Christina? Uh, let's move. Let's move to now that we've done ones, we've done eights, we've done threes, and we've done we've done fours. Let's move to the sixes. Mm-hmm. I know I'm kind of all over the place, but um, you know my son is a six, and I have watched him kind of set a goal, and then he's like, "Meh." I'm like, "What's <laughs> going on? What's going on there?" Like, help me to understand a little bit more, son, why why we can't execute here. So so let's dive deep into a six. You know, what um, what does the goal setting look like for them? And what are some questions that can help them move out of their whole chaos yeah. that's going on? One of the them? things that's really important to know about sixes is that they are very community-minded. And so in some ways, very much like twos, they can give up their own goals because of what others need of them or they feel the need to prepare for others and not keeping their eyes on their own paper. Um, that can happen. And sixes are 
their fixation is, is angst. So they can easily get caught up into the unbelievable amount of minutia that it means in setting a goal. So for example, um, one of the goals that I have this year is to have 10 keynotes. So I want to book 10 keynotes this year. That's a big goal. It's a bold number, but I know that there are steps to take to get there. As a seven, I'm all, it's fun to plan all of those out. Lou, I can need to do this, this, and this. Sixes can get overwhelmed by all of that planning. And they then think of all of the worst case scenarios and they want to prepare for every single eventuality. Well, that then becomes exhausting. So why do I even want to try for 10 keynotes if I have to do all of this work and all of this? And I don't even know if that was the right decision to begin with. That can be the trip up for the six. And so for the six to move toward courage, their essence of courage is really important. And for them to ask themselves the question of really, what is mine? Everybody should ask themselves the question, what is mine to do? But for sixes, what is my, my thing that I need? Not just what other people expect of me or my community wants, all of those kind of things. And to lose a little bit of the skepticism about themselves. They're kind of these loyal skeptics. Mm. And then they're kind of like, can I really do this? And that's when they step into courage. Because courage isn't not feeling that, but courage is doing it anyway. Yes, I love this. This is really helpful because I see my son doing this when it comes to his peers around him. He'll see other people doing certain things and he'll say, okay, I'm going to jump on this. And I'm like, okay, is this where you want to be? Is this serving you well? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> let's let's kind of figure out here, is this the direction you need to go before you go? And is, we all put Is that even what you want? <laughs> well, right, you right. Know, some, of the, some of the numbers will run after goals that aren't even what they truly want because that's what everybody else is doing and we should. Or I perceive that need. Okay, let's bounce. You know, like, it's not just what other mm. people are doing, but – it's, oh, this is what other people need. Maybe that's what I need too, or they need me to do that. That can, that community minded nature of the six can get wrapped up into that, into that goal mm-hmm. setting. But a lot of it is also that fear about what if I'm not well prepared enough to meet this goal and, and really having the courage to so try what's anyway. Good, what's a good question six can ask themselves? Well, I think what we were talking about, what is mine? Like, what is, what is mine? mine, I think, again, for everybody, what's going to make me more whole is a question that we can all ask. Um, For sixes, I think a big question could be, what is worth doing anyway? What's worth doing it anyway? Mm. Even if I don't achieve it, even if it's hard, even if there's a lot of preparations, what's worth doing anyway? And that helps them tap into that courage. I love that question. I think that's a really valid question. I'm sorry. For... Ranger's working on his goals of catching <laughs> the cat that is out front. He he failed in 2021 to catch a cat or a squirrel. So he's feeling, I think he's a three. He's feeling a little insecure today. So he's jumped on it. Oh, Lord. Okay. Let's bounce down to the twos. Yeah, so twos, um, similar to sixes, twos and sixes have a lot of similarities. And they sometimes have 
an easy time setting goals, but a hard time executing on them because they get distracted by what everybody else needs. And so for twos, they can easily give up their own goals because other people's goals are more important or other people need me to do this. And their, their goals are more oriented around what other people need. That's wow. And so for Mm. a two, the Mm. biggest challenge I would give to a two is to set a goal. That's just for you. That doesn't involve other people Mm. that doesn't involve serving other people that doesn't like just yours. And the, the question I said for sixes is the one I always recommend for twos. What is mine to do? What is mine to do? And how do Mm. I do that? So making sure that you're setting at least one goal that is only about you. And particularly I suggest to twos setting a goal that helps them care for themselves. So how can you spend time alone? How can you schedule time to read what you want to read? How can you schedule and make a goal that is about caring for you? Because twos get caught up in their fixation of pride, which says, I don't have any needs. And we want to move them toward that humility of, I do have needs because I am a human (laughs) and figuring out how to set boundaries Mm. around that. You know, I had a, I had an assistant that, that was a two and I noticed how she did this. She just would put her needs on the total back burner for everybody, not just for, for my business, but for her family too. And I was like, this is really mm-hmm. unhealthy. Like you, you already are at a place where But they kind of get their tank filled watching you achieve, right? Well, no, yeah, absolutely. But, but at the same time, it was a detriment yeah. to her. And so I had mm-hmm. to step in and say, like, I see this and it, it's not just on my end, but it's, it's in your family dynamics too. And, and that was a tough conversation because I love her and I want her to, you know, have the best. And when you're coming from a disadvantage, cause she has a lot of health issues, it was like this conversation had to happen, you know, because what are you doing for yourself? Not for your children, not for your grandchildren, not for your husband, not for, you know, your, for me, not for, but you, what are you? Cause if you wake up in the morning and you only have five spoons to give majority of those giving should be to you. And then everybody else can, you know, come alongside because your, your children are adults. Your husband is an adult. (laughs) I'm an adult. And, you know, you gotta, you gotta take time Mm -hmm. for you. So, um, I love that. I love that you said, um, I'm sorry, you know, creating a goal for themselves, creating a goal for themselves. That's twos have the hardest time with the oxygen mask analogy to put the oxygen mask on themselves first. They have the hardest time with that. Mm. And so if they can think about setting one goal that is putting the oxygen mask on themselves first, that will then help them set the rest of their goals, which will always include other people. But we need healthy boundaries around that so they have the humility to know they can't actually set goals for other people. They can only set goals for themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Love that. All right. Well, let's okay. move on to. Okay, five. so we've done. Yeah, five. So let's five. go. 
We'll save sevens for last. <laughs> so we still have nines oh, too. So fives, um, Enneagram fives are interesting. Sometimes Enneagram fives are like, they don't need goals. I don't need goals. I just keep learning. In some ways that's similar to that eight. I'm just going to get it done. Um, or I don't know enough to set my goals. That can be um, a thought. Coming uh, that's annoying. Yeah, that can be a thought in the back of their mind. <laughs> Um, so when fives set goals, they, so the fixation of the five is avarice, this idea of scarcity. I don't have enough, so I have to keep it all. I don't know enough. I have to keep going. Mm. So when that shows up in your goal setting, you often set very, um, scarcity minded goals that are almost Mm -hmm. too small and, the essence you're playing not to lose and yeah, playing to that, win, or because I don't like. know enough. I don't know enough of what's happening. And so what we want to move fives to is non-attachment. That idea that I don't have to be attached to um, the outcome and the learning in order to be safe. And that a goal can be an experiment mm. or a test can be a helpful posture or a lens through which a five can set a goal that gives them a little bit more freedom. Like I'm going to test this hypothesis that can be really helpful to a five because then that's much more about testing something than this idea of I yeah. have to achieve it. That can be really helpful for them. So, so they so set wimpy goals. What about so they, when you not. are, when you're <clears throat> engaging with somebody, right. And they're a five and the language that you would use would it be, instead of it being a goal thing, hey, you know, are you willing to partner with me to mm. test this? That's experiment? great. Yeah, I would love that. Is that a, is that a good mm-hmm. language to use with that. Christina? I'm I think trying, also girl. I'm trying to up defining my game here. terms is essential for everybody. I just think defining terms and sharing mm. language is vital to any clear communication. When a five is setting goals, though, is really defining the difference between Purpose, intention, vision, mission, goals, implementation. Like those are all different things. And sometimes they all get lumped into goals. So if a five is really clear on what's my purpose, what's my mission, what's my vision, what's my value. Now, how do I turn that into a goal? And then how do I implement that? That also helps a five set goals. I mean, that helps everybody again, but I think for fives that helps them see where the experiment this sounds is. like a group to the old question of what would you attempt if you mm-hmm. couldn't fail? Oh, might be everybody gets that question. A good one. Everybody when setting goals. I okay. love it. Let's see. We got to keep moving so we don't miss anybody. So let's let's do the nines so right quick. So I think goal setting is the hardest for nines. Goal setting is the hardest for nines really? because prioritization is really hard for nines. What's the most important thing oh, wow. is very challenging. There's lots of doing in nines. There's a lot of doing. Um but it's not always moving them towards something. We call it unproductive doing. There's doing mm. and there's stuff that is helpful, but is it the thing that I'm supposed to be doing right now? Like it's helpful that I clean out the under mm. cabinets of my kitchen. Is that the thing that helps me get out the door to work that day? You know, like I'm using an extreme example, but that internal thought process of the nine can be oh. like that. I'm looking can for where this also resonates? have that. Because I feel like sevens have that oh, too. 
You're yeah, just yeah distracted. we have a distracted nature to it. We can prioritize easier when we want to. When we can give it up. My husband's a nine. And like where I see this is like we're leaving to go on vacation. <laughs> And he's doing things that don't get us out the door that moment. And I'm like, what are you doing? Let's go. Because uh, Christina, yeah. shut up. Um, he's <laughs> great. Standalone. But, but now my husband, you talk about doing, he loves a to-do list better mm-hmm. than life. Like he, we can't do it until we put it yeah. on the list first. Like he spends more time making the list than the eight has already yes. executed. He loves, he's like, he has the to-doist app. He yeah. has the this app. He has all these things on his phone that drive me nuts. But now as far as being a dog with a bone, he really can. He He's a runner. And like, he has these apps that train him for mm-hmm. his next event. And if he doesn't fall that to the T, I mean, he is sour. <laughs> Like, if he missed his run today, well, I was supposed to run six miles, and now it's raining. I only got to run three. So, I mean, just yeah. world ending Well, because it here. took so much. He's very, he sounds really healthy, actually. He's figured out how to manage the struggle of prioritization. And so he's worked that out. And But because that took so he much apps for effort. That. <laughs> he does. But it took so much effort to get there. So much effort. When it yeah. doesn't happen, the devastation is like, oh my gosh, that was so much work and I didn't even get to finish. That can be <sighs> really challenging for the nine. Because they're... Mm-hmm. I think like they the do like down to check boxes. Absolutely. They feel, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, like he even has lists for personal phone <laughs> yeah. calls. Just people he wants to call. He'll say, I'm going to call them every three weeks. And he's got it on a list and an alarm. <laughs> yeah. Like, so the the... The struggle for this nine, the the fixation of the nine is sloth. And it's not laziness. It is a disconnection. It's a a disengagement. Almost Mm -hmm. an apathy. Exactly. It can be this disengagement. And so that's what makes it so hard to set goals. And really the essence of a nine is action. Once they start moving, that's when they often actually know what they want. Sometimes it can be very hard to decide when there is no action. And so for eights to set or for nines to set Mm. very action oriented activity goals can be really important and then adjust. So, okay, Mm. is this working? Mm. Is this not working? Setting that up in at the beginning is really valuable. I can say that. Something else about him. He doesn't need um, the adoration of the crowd. He does need affirmation, but if it's just from like a key person, like his boss or his wife, like I get tickled at him. They can give him this glowing performance review and he comes home skipping (laughs) on his tippy toes. He is so happy. He's been affirmed by one that matters. And I'm like, so how big is your raise? And he's like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm getting a raise. I'm like, because as an eight, I'm like, if you tell me I'm great and you don't back that with a raise, yeah. I think you're full yeah. of crap. And yeah. I think you're abusing, you know, I, you're abusing me if you think I'm that great and you didn't give me more money. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't care about that. He just needed that affirmation, but he doesn't need it from the mm-hmm. crowd. He just needs it from the like important people yeah. that matter and many yeah. nines yeah. are like that not all nines have that affirmation piece but all nines are stubborn so that idea of mm. of um i'm gonna keep going that, that, that all nines that. are stubborn and they're quietly stubborn 
they're just kind of like, I'm just going to, yes. okay, you can, mm-hmm, sure. And they're just going to do it anyway. And Whereas then, and then an eight needs to get up and yeah. protest, a th- you know, so, in the middle of the room. I'm going to let everybody yeah. clearly know. But my husband, he will just quietly not say his opinion, but quietly not do what you want him to do. He doesn't even have to tell you, you know, I would need to tell you, right. I am not going to do that. I am not. He just, he just do won't it. do it. He will just yep. quietly not do it. And that's his own little gentle protest. And it is annoying as hell to an A because I'm like, if you're not going to do it, at least <laughs> say something, you know, let's, uh, let's debate Yeah, this, and that's the know? nine's work to do. So what's the question? So good, what's I the think question the question for, for the nine is what action, what's the next right action? Like it has to be about action. And so setting goals that have activity or process or, um, Things like that that become routine are really valuable for nines. So then they have to make fewer decisions because the decision fatigue of a nine is really um, devastating to them. And so getting your routine set and making sure that whatever goal that you do, the process is kind of operationalized into your life is really valuable for the nine because if they have to keep making the decision about the goal every day, they're not going to achieve that goal. Hmm. Okay. As usual, we're running out of time, but we're down to our beloved seven, Christina Hmm. and Jen. So, so the seven goal sevens are so funny because we often get characterized into this idea that we're just like, whatever, fly by the seat of their pants, rather than we often set huge no. goals that are not based in reality. Yes. And, um, yes. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so so we've got lots of goals and we get super excited about it and we're, then I forget and then I'm going to set another goal next week because I put it in a different yeah. notebook. Like, that can be the problem for, oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. I have I know. stop it's it. A, I have my um, so for the casting notebook. She, I have my <laughs> She feels seen. <laughs> Don't feel attacked. Uh, so the thing for sevens <laughs> is veracity. We're just gonna go for the next fun thing, the next thing that's gonna keep me out of pain. Um that, that feels, feels good. good. It may not be fun necessarily, but it's it's gonna be the thing that is the next thing. And so for sevens, mm-hmm. It's really about sticking with the goal. So it's not, and and making the goal in grounded (laughs) optimism. So, and what I mean by grounded optimism is by Mm. taking a moment to reflect on what are the things that I can realistically do to achieve this goal. Um, and so again, yes. back to that 10 keynotes, I, before I set that goal, I talked with my speaker coach. I looked at my contact list. I looked at what I, how many keynotes I did last year. I, you know, so I was like, okay, this is a stretch goal, but it is a realistic stretch goal. It wasn't plugged it out wasn't. of thin air. Although goal. it felt a little bit like that, exactly. it wasn't. I mean, it was more of a, a bold goal than a, than a, a goal that was, as you said, plucked out of thin air. Here's the word I think of when I'm working with Christina. I have got to find a way to <laughs> throttle her. Where is the throttle switch? I need to just turn it slightly down and <laughs> just just ever so gently make the adjustment. Because she's great. Like, when she gets on something, 
she is on it. I'm just not sure which thing she's yeah. going to be on which day. <laughs> but now she can get some stuff done. In fits and starts. I'm just not sure each day what she's going to do. She's a little unpredictable. <laughs> I have a good friend who is an Enneagram 3 who um, I, I joke with her that she's my um, efficiency dealer, that just is really helpful in watching mm. her and how she processes and operationalizes goals that I can start to adopt into my life. I am never going to be the person yes. that is, I'm just not going to be the person who sets a goal and like dogmatically goes after it in a way if it's not fun and it doesn't have a reward. So for seven, exactly, um, exactly. They have to temper that veracity with sobriety. And sobriety isn't not fun. Mm. Sobriety is what's real. And so, and mm-hmm. what's real for us is that we Interesting. need fun. And so like one of my goals, so besides mm-hmm. the 10 keynotes, um, and if I get 10 keynotes, I'm going to um, a weekend Broadway show in New York. That's That was my fun goal. Because so, it's the big goal. Go. Yes, right. girl. But one of my other... One of my other goals this year is to do 30 workshops. So for teams, for which is a little bit different than a keynote. So like sitting with a group for half a day, training type yeah. work. And yeah. if I do 30 keynotes, I want to buy a Remarkable. So that goal has a little bit of, because it's so much more practical. To me, it was like, this is a fun, mm-hmm. that's fun. Like if our audience could oh, I know. see so her funny. face when she said the prize, her little <laughs> eyes started sparkling, her hands yes, were rubbing together, yes. she could taste yeah. the prize so already. So it's even because I'm going to, it's easy for a seven to say, well, this isn't fun anymore. Or this isn't turning out the way I yes. expected mm-hmm. it. It feels a little painful. It feels a little uncomfortable. And so if there's something that is mm-hmm. worth the pain, that's what a seven has to get to. What makes this worth the pain? Now, my key motivators are really to help people live whole lives, to help improve workplace cultures, to give mm-hmm. people skills, to communicate clearly. All of those are deep motivators. Do you find it hard for you to do the not fun part? Oh, yeah. Anything that's boring. Like, like. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I think, and I think sevens have to ask themselves, am I willing to do the mm-hmm. not fun part to yeah. ultimately get to the goal? Yes. And that's why the prize is I know is for important. me, because seven is mm-hmm. my wing. Seven is my wing. And so I deal with some of that. I I think sometimes I have to do little tricks with my brain, like do the, do the yucky thing first. Then I get to do the fun things, like the creative part. Like I don't want to get in the woods Mm -hmm. and the minutia, but you know, something Mm -hmm. you said about your three is your kind of accountability person. I think if we, and I would love, I'm going to ask you something and put you on the spot here. I'd love for you would you be willing to make us a list or a blog post or something of who makes a good running partner for the different? Oh, that would be awesome. interesting. Like I would love you forever if you would do that, because I think we have to know who that person is that we go to for the real mm-hmm. talk. Mm-hmm. Like my friend Martha will keep me. So like when my head starts to get a little big because my last accomplishment, my friend Martha can let me know what's really up faster than anybody. And I really listen to her and I can also make her stretch and put down some of her mm-hmm. inner critics. So we work very well together. She also likes to do the, she has to get in the dirty while I'm over <laughs> here creating. So we make a good pair working on a project. Do I need that to always be that I dump that on someone else? No, but you know, it's, I, I would love to explore how those numbers work together because I think it's really important that you have accountability partners 
And I'm going to end with that. I think you have to be an accountability partner. It's probably shouldn't be someone you're sleeping with, I always like to say. They are a little jaded and they're going to let you slide. Like Kevin has no ability to keep Christina in check, none whatsoever. None. I think none. it has to be somebody you deeply respect. He's lost total control. You don't want to disappoint. Well, I think the big idea. So we have a hard okay. stop today. So we're going to have to give you the last word well, on that. Every Enneagram number can support other Enneagram numbers when we're all trying to be healthy in ourselves. And so that is. Mm-hmm. And regardless of your Enneagram type, accountability and goal setting should really be based in relationships. So who are you close with? Who is good for you and brings out the best in you? Those are the people you go after. Whom do you trust? And who do you trust? I love that. So we'll have Jen back again. And if you're on Clubhouse, join us on Clubhouse Every other Thursday, we're with Jen in our Midlife Moxie Club there. And this year, we're going to be doing some focusing on leadership and the Enneagram type. So we're excited to explore that. We just we can't get oh, enough so of Jen kind. Whitmer, let me tell you. So if you can't get enough, you go to JenWhitmer.com. That's J-E-N. Two N's. Two N, Jen, friend. Two N's. always forget. J-E-N-N. W-H-I-T-M-E-R.com. We love this girl, and she is just the most brilliant Enneagram expert I've ever chatted with. I love her. She brings it down to real terms. And if you want to know more about the Enneagram, she is definitely your girl. So that's really, we're running over today, as usual. So we're going to let it go there. And until next time, Christina, what do we say? Go and get your moxie on. <laughs> thanks so much for being with us Jen and thank bye, you guys everybody. for listening bye bye now bye